0: We better check in south of the border with our good friend Jackson Proscode, Global's Washington Bureau Chief, to see um, what's going on in the Trump camp. It was a disturbing day yesterday, and today Elijah Cummings has passed away. Welcome to the show, Jackson. Are you there?
1: Good morning, Kelly.
0: So Elijah Cummings uh, passed away. Maybe give us a a, a little look into how important he was not only uh, to Democrats, but also to this impeachment inquiry.
1: Yeah, I mean, really a civil rights icon in this country. He was also in charge of the committees that were really probing not just the impeachment inquiry that's underway, but a lot of Trump's business dealings. And in fact, what he sort of felt that his duty was, was to sort through and figure out what exactly was worth investigating, what was worth probing. And of course, he famously sparred with President Trump at one point. uh, uh, Trump called his home district in Baltimore rat and crime infested, and then seemed to make light of the fact that Cummings' home was broken into within the last six months. Uh, today, Trump issued a tweet that was respectful and restrained. Uh, we'll have to see if his tone matches that when we hear from him in person in about 45 minutes.
0: Okay, so let's turn our attention to not Trump's tweets, but a letter that Trump wrote on White House uh, letterhead. Apparently, MSNBC had to call the White House to actually see if this letter was real It was to uh, President Erdogan in uh, Turkey. Dear Mr. President, let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy, and I will. I've already given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Brunson. I have worked hard to solve some of your problems. Don't let the world down. You can make a great deal. He goes on to yada, 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 talk about how... um, He said history will look upon you favorably if you get it done in a right and humane way. It will look uh, it will look upon you forever as the devil if things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I'll call you later. Sincerely, Donald Trump. Seriously, this is a president's letter.
1: Yeah, don't forget uh, all the exclamation marks that are in there, too. I know those don't come across when you're reading it. But, uh, yeah, that was sort of the consensus yesterday. Is this really real? A lot of reporters phoning the White House to ask that very question. Uh, I think a lot of concern, too, that this is the tone that the president is taking. There are reports from the BBC this morning that upon receiving that letter, President Erdogan of Turkey threw it in the garbage Meanwhile, it was distributed yesterday at the White House to Democrats who'd come for a bipartisan meeting with the president at the White House. A meeting that turned uh, really heated and what Democrats describe as the president ended up having a meltdown in that meeting. Uh, All told, this is a mess and I think it sort of speaks to the fact that Trump is really going it alone here on U.S. foreign policy. He's defying the advice of experts. He's defying the advice of his own generals and diplomats and he's really making it up as he goes along. And the point is, he can send letters like that all he wants. The U.S. no longer has any leverage now in this fight against Turkey because it has withdrawn its troops from that part of Syria to make way for Turkey to move in. And in fact, just yesterday, the U.S. was was reportedly bombing its own bases because it was retreating so quickly. It didn't want to leave anything behind for Turkey or Russia or Syrian forces to make use of. Right. Now, I just want
0: to, uh, a a few months ago, uh, we had, there was like an op-ed or something published where uh, someone working inside the White House has said, don't worry, we've got it under control. We're controlling the president. Is this letter an indication that there's no, there are no adults watching this guy anymore?
1: Yeah, and I think you only uh, don't need to look any further than the staff turnover at the White House, the dozens and dozens and dozens of people who've left the administration. I think the turnover rate is somewhere between 75 and 80% now since Trump took office. That is remarkable. And what that tells you is there are not a lot of people left with experience uh, to sort of guide the president, uh, who is, let's be honest about this, politically inexperienced. He was not a politician before he became president, and yet he is running the show essentially on his own here. His uh, he chief of staff. Nick Mulvaney is one of the people who's supposed to give him guidance and advice. Well, he's now at the center of the whole Ukraine scandal. So this is not a good situation. And I think there's a growing amount of concern about who exactly is directing the president here uh, and if the president can be directed at all.
0: With the Turks bombing uh, the Kurds, I'm hearing stories, and I'm sure that this is uh, this is the case, uh, you know, because I've read it in a few other uh, news outlets, that uh, ISIS... Fighters who have previously been imprisoned by the Kurds are just walking away and they think that that one phone call that uh, that Trump made actually might lead to the resurgence of ISIS. What are you hearing about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is definitely the concern that's out there right now. And I think it sort of speaks to uh, uh, just how ill-informed the president was here. His whole thing is that he says the U.S. should not be caught up in endless wars in the Middle East and should not be leaving troops in the Middle East forever and ever and ever, which is fine. I think a lot of Americans support that idea. But what we were talking about here, the force we were talking about that was keeping Turkey from going after the Kurds, that was keeping Russia from moving in, that was keeping Syria in line, we were talking about 50 to 100 U.S. troops that were pulled out here. This was not some massive deployment. There was no talk of upping those numbers to tens of thousands of U.S. troops. This was a few dozen people that were really holding things together. And now that's lost. And again, the U.S. has no leverage to move back in and try and regain control of the situation.
0: And that was the subject of the meeting that uh, apparently broke down yesterday between the Democrats and the Republicans and Nancy Pelosi waving her finger at Trump uh, because this is a dire situation and he doesn't seem to uh, register how important it was that uh, the U.S. defend
1: those Kurds. Exactly. And uh, again, it seems as though the president sort of took up this idea of a tough tone of threatening sanctions against Turkey if they went after the Kurds after he'd committed to moving out. So if you're President Erdogan, you've got to be wondering what the heck is going on here, because you've uh, heard a commitment from Trump on the phone to one thing. Then in public, he comes out and says something completely different. But the bottom line is you don't need to listen to him anymore because the U.S. has no leverage here in this situation.
0: Well, I know we'll be hearing more from you in the coming days because this story's not going away. Jackson, always a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, Kelly.